Welcome to Movies to Watch Before the End of the World. Two film buff friends decide to spend their remaining days creating and watching the ultimate movie bucket list. A podcast filled with film discussions, movie reviews, and a healthy dose of juicy celebrity gossip. Cinephiles unite. We're going to need each other. Hey, Nadim. Got any pizza rolls? <laughs> okay. I really like pizza rolls. Every time I hear that line, I'm like, oh, I would like a pizza roll. I, like a, I could do with a pizza roll right I now. I could do with one. Could, that would be nice. That would be a nice little snickety snack right about now. Snickety snack. How about snack, that? Right? Wow. <laughs> bringing Look it back. You. Oh, Mita. Yeah. How's it going? <laughs> I am living and breathing. Excellent. Hmm. Good news. Okay, yeah, tell me. Okay, Mita. Yeah. You've been dying to tell me something all day. I have. Well, actually, for quite some time. Oh, my gosh. I think I made a mistake. In life? No. <laughs> in picking Goodnight Mommy. <gasps> oh. So here's the thing. <laughs> the thing. <laughs> I had a revelation the other, the other night. And come to Jesus moment. No, a moment where I realized there was a movie. Because uh-huh. remember when we talked about Goodnight Mommy and I said, this isn't a movie to watch before the end of the world. This is a solid horror movie and I still respect it and I like it. But yeah. I picked it more because it was a horror movie uh-huh. to go during spooky season. Okay. And now there is a horror movie I think mm-hmm. you should watch before the end of the world. Oh no, do you want to save it for next year? Well, here's the question, Mita. Okay. I was going to come in, initially, I was going to come into this episode and I was going to say, okay, I forgot it and I want you to watch this movie for homework and then we could discuss it. However, today is actually the last episode of Spooky Season. It is. I know. Our next episode goes into November. Yeah. So I want to leave it up to you. Let's continue Spooky Season. So do you want then, this movie will then be what my, our next week's movie one extra episode of Spooky Season. Yeah. Or we have the movie I originally picked. Let me hum and ha. And I could tell you what the movie is and we watch it as homework. The horror movie. Do you feel like your next episode is representative of November? Do you feel like this that movie is really fitting for the month of November? Not November. Because I actually really feel strongly about my two November movies being appropriate for November. Yes and no. The one I, the, one of the, so I have two picked. One of them, there's a reason I picked it for November. And yeah. another one, there's a reason I'm picking it now. Uh, wait, is the one that would be playing the one the reason <laughs> why you're picking it now? Huh? The one that would be like, squashed if i choose to yeah. continue spooky not season. squashed everything would just shift essentially shift. yeah do you feel like that is the one that needs to be watched in november i don't know if the need to watch this is such a like speaking in tongues conversation you know what i just i solved it in my mind we're talking about the end of spooky season but currently it's october 12th yes so you tell me what the homework is and i will do the homework so do you, you tell me what the movie is, and I'll watch it, and we can talk about it next week. Not as an episode? Not as an episode. Do you want it to be an episode really badly? Well, I'm not sure. I'm so oh confused. <laughs> Should we flip a coin? 
Maybe. I okay, really hummed and hawed because I was like, I'm going to let Mita make the, the decision. But if your decision... I made a decision yeah, and you clearly no, don't like it. No, and if that's the case, then okay, you'll watch it as homework and we'll stick okay. to my original choice. Okay. I would like you to watch the Bollywood movie NH10 star- starring Anushka Sharma. I had a feeling that's yeah, what it was. Because I asked you the other day if you had seen yeah. it. Yeah. The reason I didn't put it in to mm-hmm. this is because... When you think of horror movies, I don't think you think of, generally speaking, you don't think of Indian movies. Mm-hmm. There are some some decent, a very small amount of decent horror movies, but it's not your gut too. And then I kind of stumbled across it the other day and I was just like, oh my God, how did I forget this? I don't know. And so I really regret <laughs> it because I think for horror fans and for spooky season, yeah, I think it's something to see. Okay. Something to discuss. I will watch New Hampshire 10. (laughs) That's not the actual name. The actual name is NH10. What does NH stand for? It's uh, how they number the highways in India. Oh, so New Hampshire 10. (laughs) But one thing about NH10 is that it's actually really hard to find. And so you have to sign up for a trial membership to Eros now. And you can watch it there. Um, I know people. I think I can find it. (laughs) (laughs) whatever it is that's your homework for next week and so that's what we'll discuss it'll be two nadine movies in one episode so it'll be a lot of a lot of talking my gosh yes so exciting yeah so exciting it would be as exciting if i had went to the movies this past weekend talk to us mitha talk to us about it so on thursday or friday friday they announced it on thursday i think thursday yeah on Thursday, an announcement was made in Ontario, the province in which Nadim and I live, um, that theaters and like sports Sporting venues, events, yeah. entertainment Concerts. venues, those types of places can now run to 100% capacity. Uh-huh. The vaccine passport is still in effect, so you do need to be double vaxxed to be able to go to those places, but they can run to 100% capacity. And I think at that point, they were at 50, if I... 50 or like? I think it might be 50, yeah. 50, yeah. And so I had purchased tickets to go see um, the new James Bond movie, No Time to Die, on the Sunday. But then finding out that the theater could be up to 100% was a little scary and daunting for the people that I was going to go see this movie with, Mm -hmm. which is totally understandable. I was a little scared myself, too, because the one thing that I really enjoyed about going to the movies in this pandemic is that they've spaced out the seating and that there are no, there are two people beso- to your left and two people to your right cannot sit beside you. Okay. And it's like, that's the dream always. Yeah. And so I liked that, that it was mandatory. Um, and I think they are still doing social distancing, but instead of two people, it's one person. And I thought about it and I felt like that's still a little too close for comfort for me. Cause like, what if I want to put my purse there and then they want to put their purse there too? Then our purses are touching. Like that's weird to me right now. I don't, I don't want to have to deal with that. I don't, it just, it all feels like too much. And as even though everybody is double vaccinated, I don't know where they're going. Mm-hmm. I don't know who they're seeing. I don't know if maybe other people in their households are not vaccinated. I don't know if they have children that are going to school and they are picking up things. 
So everybody just felt a little bit uneasy about it. So we decided that because it's such a popular movie and it was, I think at the time we had looked like it was 50% full of the theater, we were just like, no, we're not going to do it. Mm-hmm. So no movie for me this weekend. So what's the plan going forward? Well, I've already bought tickets for Dune and for the Eternals. Yeah. Dune, I might try to exchange for a different time because I picked like seven o'clock on the Friday. Oh, that's a bad idea. I did it before they knew this Fair rule enough. was in yeah. effect. Yeah. Um, so that one I will try to change. The Eternals I just did and it comes out, it comes, it premieres the the 5th, but it comes out the 4th. Yeah. But I did like 12.30 p.m. on the 5th and I don't think it'll That'll be That'll be good, yeah. Yeah. Um, and what about so Bond then? Bond I will try to rearrange on like one of my days off or a week day night. Like Monday nights are always all, Monday, are yeah. very like slow. So try that. And even Wednesdays can be yeah. too. But the other thing that was I really like buying things in advance. Yeah. So I'm going to have to be um, a little bit more spontaneous and not oh. buy them in advance because I'll have a better idea of how full the theater is, yeah. which is hard for me. It's going to be a learning curve for you. I don't like it. <laughs> I love, I love like planning things and knowing when something is going to happen yeah. and like having that thing to look forward to. I don't know how to be spontaneous at all. Are we still going to go see Last Night in Soho? Yeah, we are. Okay. We're just going to go at an appropriate time when it's not a full theater. Fine. That's fair. But I do want to go at night. I don't want to go see a horror movie during the day. No, we'll go on a Monday night. Okay, that's fair. Maybe we go on a Monday night and then we go home and we record. Well, because technically we could on November 1st do that. Yeah, I'm off the 2nd. Anyways, this seems like an offline conversation (laughs) rather than like... (laughs) No, guys, come help us plan. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah. No, we'll figure that out. I think think you you got... Look, you got to do whatever you're comfortable with and... You got to live with your decisions and that's it. Mm-hmm. I think finding a way to live your life within the restrictions, within the confines and within your comfort level, that's kind of, that's it. That's all you got to do. Yeah. I'm just upset because I really want to see it and I'm trying to avoid spoilers now. I know. And it's so hard. I've heard it's only okay though. I've heard mixed things. Yeah. I've heard some people really enjoyed it and some are saying like it's Daniel Craig's best. You know, but... you know what I also heard mixed things about? Hmm. Ma. <laughs> Are we getting to our next? I think it's time to start talking about the final movie of Spooky Season. Yeah, Spooky Season 2021. Yeah. It's coming to an end. This week it was one of my picks. It was my pick, yes. Ma. Uh, Nadim, tell our listeners about Ma. Yes. Okay. A lonely woman befriends a group of teenagers and decides to let them party at her house. Just when the kids think their luck couldn't get any better... Things start happening that make them question the intention of their host. So yeah, that is the discro of Ma. Yeah, that's Ma, man. That's Ma. <laughs> but Mita, I think it's super important we talk about why you picked Ma. Okay. Let me tell you, I think I, I should start the story with like my viewing experience uh, yeah. when it comes to Ma. I think that's great. Yeah, so I actually saw Ma in theaters when it had came out. And this was, it's such a, it's weird that we were just talking about like me being in a theater surrounded by other people because there was actually a lot of people in this theater when I went to go see it. Yes, it was a busy night. I went by myself, but there was quite a few people. And the thing that my biggest takeaway was that the feelings that people had about this movie 
were so palpable. <laughs> you could sense the the sort of what ifs mm -hmm. that were going on or like, what did I just watch yeah. that were going around in the theater? And it was such a like an exhilarating feeling to have in that moment because I myself was just sort of sitting there like, what did I just watch? <laughs> what did I just experience? And I remember at that time, I didn't have a definitive answer if I liked it or not. Mm -hmm. And then slowly, Ma started to become the movie that I love to show other people. Okay. That I really wanted to see other people watch and see what their experience with it was. And so I think like after I made my roommate watch it and then I made like we had some people come over and I made all of us watch it together. <laughs> I made like a bunch of people. I've been like, you should like watch this and tell me what you think. Because it continues to be that kind of movie where I, I don't know where my like feelings lie with it. Yeah. And so I love to see what other people's reactions are to it. And so last year you had told me you were about to watch Ma. I had actually started it. You started yeah. it. And I was like, please stop. Yeah. Stop right now. Thank you very much. I need somebody with a human touch. I really needed you to watch Ma and talk about it on the podcast with me. So I stopped you right then and there. Thank God. And I made you wait an entire year before pretty you much, could yeah. watch it. Yeah, pretty much. I think probably a year exact. Yeah, almost if, something if like that. On, yeah. And so that is why I chose Ma. Okay. Yeah. I, that's a it's solid a, reason. It's an experience. So, Mita, before we discuss anything, before I give you my opinion, before I hear your opinion, mm -hmm. is this a movie to watch before the end of the world? No. No? <laughs> um. Well, oh, that's a, like a... I said no so definitively. Yeah, but I'm if surprised I really... actually. Because your reason actually, like your explanation of why you picked it, I think movies to I'm... watch before the end of the world is not just, you're not just watching Citizen Kane. You know, you're not just watching these amazing movies. You're watching movies ex as experiences or emotional, as emotional experiences or viewing experiences. And the way you described yeah. it, I'm kind of like, I think you do feel this is a movie to watch. I think I wouldn't like because when you say that, I think about like what are my deathbed movies going to be? Like, what am I going to be like on my deathbed and wanting to watch? Yeah. And Ma doesn't come to mind. And it's mainly because my biggest takeaway from watching these movies is that this is a movie that you should experience with other people. And it's not something that you should watch alone. And so, did you watch it alone? I did. You did? Yeah. I don't know if you would have the same experience if you were surrounded by a bunch of other people, because I think there 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 is an energy that comes off of like having multiple people in the audience mm -hmm. that is necessary yeah. when you're watching this. And so if I'm thinking about like, what's a movie to watch on my deathbed? I'm not going to pick Ma. Okay. That's fair. But I do think it is if you are looking for something fun to watch this spooky season, check out Ma. Okay. Okay, now I'm like, I'm so worried because I also, the other thing that my biggest takeaway from this movie is I have different feelings about it each time I watch it okay. and depending on the audience I watched it with. Okay. And so I'm really curious as to what you think because I'll just say now, I didn't enjoy it this time around as much as I have in the past. Fascinating. Yes, and I think it's because... I am watching it with the intent of having a more critical eye. Okay. Yeah. But okay, tell me. I saw. Yeah, tell me what you feel. Okay. I would say Ma is a super entertaining movie to watch in the hour and a half runtime. 
And the moment it ends, you realize the loopholes are the size of dinner plates in this movie. <laughs> the plot holes are so big mm-hmm. and so in your face and so ridiculous. But the movie moves at a breakneck speed and has some legit emit surprises. There are some moments in this movie where I was actually like, I jumped up and I was just like, what is happening here? Like you had What moments? <laughs> when she drives her car over that woman. Okay, can I say that moment in the theater, yeah. every person cheering. Really? Every single person being like, yeah! Really? <laughs> yeah, because we all hate Misty Pyle. Yeah. <laughs> no, she was a bitch. Yeah. But did not expect it. No, didn't expect that Did not all. expect that at all. And so I was really, I remember being like, where is this going? Like, you don't know where this is going either. Mm-hmm. You generally have an idea of what the story is. And you realize that, like, Ma was probably bullied. And there was something that happened between her and Luke Evans. But you don't get where it's going. And then it kind of progresses. But then the movie ends. And you're kind of like, wait, this movie was kind of dumb. Like, it, we, it aside from the fact that the premise was crazy, you realize certain, like, logistical things about, like, plotting and characterization and how... The movie starts off as if it's about, I forget the character's name, but the girl from Booksmart. Maggie. Maggie. It seems like it's going to be her story, but this is actually Ma's story. Ma's story. Yeah. And so, and you don't really know, like, why in the end is the showdown between Maggie and Ma? Because Maggie has nothing to do with it, really. Mm -hmm. Like, what is this woman trying to take out on these kids? Is it because they are a group of friends and she didn't have friends. Like, there's a lot of, like, things and inconsistencies in this that come out. But while you're watching it, it is kind of a ride. Yeah. <laughs> it definitely is. It's a, it's a roller coaster. It's actually, it's really, it's like a, it's a dumpster fire of a movie. But it's, like, so enjoyable. It's like when you see a fire in real life, you can't help but stop and watch it. Yeah. And want to see, or a train wreck. You just want to keep watching it's it. the rubber like, effect. Like you stop where, and where stare. Where is this going? Yeah. Yeah. And you hope, you have that hope of like, oh, this is going to wrap up nicely. Like this will all make sense. It, it never does. It never makes sense. No. It never really yeah. like elevates itself beyond the schlock that it is. Mm-hmm. But it's also not trying to. No, I think it's fully aware yes. of what it is. Yeah. And that's kind of powerful. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why you have Academy Award winner Octavia Spencer. Yeah. Academy Award winner Allison Janney. Yeah. Academy Award nominee Juliette Lewis. Yeah. Like, it's a ridiculous cast. It's a good cast. Luke Evans. Luke Evans. Maggie. I forget her Missy, name. <laughs> Missy Pyle. Missy Pyle. Like, it's it's surprising that there's this much talent in this kind of movie. And I think that's because it's so self-aware. Mm-hmm. Octavia Spencer, for instance, let's talk about Octavia Spencer. She has eaten the scenery up. And it seems she, like she's having such a good time doing this movie. She is holding this movie on her back. Yeah. She is carrying this entire movie. And she is so good. She's so it. good in it. and that's be- She's so convincing. She's so convincing. And mm-hmm. I think it's an interesting thing to think about how is this bad movie tolerable because of the talent that's holding it up? Oh, totally, completely. Because I think if you had any other people in these roles, I don't think it would be 
as successful. And it, you know, one of the things I was reading in some of the reviews are like the teen actors are not very good actors, but when I look at them, they're acting like teenagers. Yeah. Like teens are not supposed to be like But I mean that's a fine you know? <laughs> line, right? Because when you again, if you talk about something like Book Smart where you have these young women playing teenagers so extremely convincingly. But they're playing very hyperbolized teenagers. Do you really know anybody that were like those two girls or that are like What's her name? Carrie Fisher's daughter. <laughs> Do you know anybody yeah. in high school who was really like that? These are, you know, extremes of the high school norms. And you think these and kids are just the average? I think they're just American plain teenager. kids from Ohio. Yeah. yeah, and they look like it too. That's what I liked. They weren't like super beautiful and like glammed up. Yeah, that's fair. It's <laughs> hard, fair, right? Yeah, it's 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 a fair assumption because these actually look like teenagers playing teenagers, as opposed to like when you have. Like 30-year-olds year playing, playing teenagers. teenagers. Yeah. Yeah. Or even like, you know, you and I both love Freaky and we both love Happy Death Day, but those teenagers don't feel like real No, they don't feel like teenagers. That's very true. That is very, yeah. that is very fair. That these yeah. actually do feel like teenagers playing teenagers. Which then leads me to, how is it okay that Octavia Spencer has this teenager stripped naked? <laughs> that is like... I don't, I, and watching it this time, I was just like, why do I enjoy this movie so much? This, this is so, and I'm going to swear here. So plug your ears if you don't like swords. This is so fucked up. <laughs> so, it's so strange. So strange. So out of, out there. And like, why would she then start to laugh and be like, I'm just joking with you and everybody be cool with it. Yeah. Like, why are you not freaked out from that moment being like, hey, maybe we shouldn't go to Ma's house anymore. When you were watching this in theater, that these moments that this happened, what was the reaction? What was the audience like? It was so like cringe yeah. the entire time. Like people were just like, what? Like literal, I could literally hear people going like, really? Huh? <laughs> I'm like, but it's, you know, when movies have visceral reactions like that, especially in a theater, it's such a fun experience to be a part of. Yeah, that is, and yeah. that is very true that like, I've never really had that reaction with an American film. I've had it a lot with Bollywood films. And I'm sure you have, you know what I'm talking about that like, when you go to a Bollywood movie and you see, and it's a sold out crowd and yeah. the audience is like interacting with the screen and it elevates the experience so much. Yeah. It's really like it's an experience. It's not just you're going to watch a movie. It's like a it's like a 4D. Like I remember when and I think I've told this story on this podcast and I'm going to say it again because it's such a good story. There is this movie that came out in 1998 called Kuch Kuch Hai. <laughs> yeah. And so Kuch Kuch Hai stars three very big, well, two very big actors. And then there is uh, an actress who made her debut in this film and she ended up being uh, going on to one become of the biggest stars. Yeah, one of the biggest stars. But this movie also had a guest appearance by another A-lister named Salman Khan. In Ottawa, when we, the movie came out, people knew he was in it, that he was in the second half. I remember my cousins told me when they saw this in New York, no one knew. The advertising hid him. No one knew. So when he came out on screen, the theater lost their minds. I was like, what? Whoa. And Salman's in this too? Yeah, (laughs) that was it. And so that kind of like reaction is energizing when you watch a movie. And I miss that. Not just from a Bollywood film, but from a film in general, I miss that. So when you're telling me that like when you watched Ma, this was the reaction, part of me is like jealous. Right? 
it's honestly, I hold that experience really true to my heart. But then even watching it like with a few people over at my apartment and like ha- watching them experience, experience it, it for yeah. the first time, it's so exhilarating. And like as much as I think that this is a bad movie, it's not because it really provokes like such joy and excitement out of people that you rarely get to see because things are so predictable nowadays, especially with horror movies yeah. in this genre. And I think this movie does a good job of taking those elements that we're all familiar with, but kind of turning them around a little bit and putting a different spin on them to make them that exciting. I think the other the thing this movie really has going for it is it's not a good movie and it's not pretending mm-hmm. to be a good movie, but it is. it has such unpredictability to it. And like you're saying, it's so rare to see these days. Like, there's genuine surprise and shock. Like, when they go upstairs in Ma's house and you see the little girl and you real like, you find out she's you realize their daughter. that's her daughter. Yeah, there's yeah. like, there's actual surprises built into this movie. And it's, it's, it's fun to experience. I'm sad that you didn't get to watch it with other people though, yeah. for your first time. Yeah, I think, and I can totally see like what you're saying, that this is definitely like a watch with someone else, at least one other person. It just doesn't have the same effect when you're watching it alone because you have no one to react to. I think my homework for this week is to watch NH10. Yes. I think you should get your wife down and to, to have her sit down and watch Mom with she you. She doesn't like horror movies. Well, this is my other question. Do you consider this a horror movie? It's a good question because that Mm -hmm. is, I guess, my question of why did you pick it for this port? You were going to pick this, I know, but why did you pick it for now? The marketing for this was it was a horror movie Mm -hmm. because it's the same producers as Get Out and Happy Death Day. It's Bloomhouse or Blumhouse? I think it's Bloomhouse. Bloomhouse. It's Bloomhouse Productions and who are now known as like just putting out a horror movie every other day. And it was marketed as like, this is a terrifying horror movie. But I do remember sitting in that theater and thinking like, what about this? When are we going to get to the horror? Because it's not like a slasher film. It's not like a teen horror movie in that like you're turning around the corner and there's a jump scare. It's more psychological, but I wouldn't even call it a psychological thriller because the main psychological concept that we're supposed to understand that this is sort of like revenge for her mm-hmm. it's not thrilling in any way no it's completely relatable because i think a lot of people probably were in similar experiences yeah. in her and it's also very understandable that she would be so upset about something that did happen to her but it's also bonkers because like get over it lady <laughs> like yeah. it's just in no way was I like, this is so suspenseful. Because eventually you get to the point where you realize like what happened to her and she's upset about it. But it doesn't divulge into the why of like, what is her purpose in enacting this kind of revenge? And what was her game plan? I don't think she had one. But no. I think this is the, the problem with this is that she didn't have one. And she kind of just started to do things. Mm-hmm. And when your movie character is just doing things... That's how life works and fine, like, she kind of stumbled across these kids and one of them happens to be the son of her bully and she's maybe not thinking about the next step. She's like, I just got to have this kid around to, like, figure out what I'm going to do with him next. Yeah. But your movie character has to have a little bit more foresight. There has to be some planning. I think, like, if it's a villain, yes. And so that's what's always kind of puzzled me about this is because... 
she's not like this is this is the thing I have trouble with is the situation with her daughter mm-hmm. because do you think the daughter was actually sick or do you think Ma was letting her believe that she was sick? No, it was a Munchausen, Munchausen by, by proxy. proxy, yeah. Yeah. But they don't explain that. Yeah, they don't talk about it at like, all. Like you and I get that cuz like we watched enough know, things, yeah, to know that's yeah. a thing. But I don't know if a regular audience member would know that. And so there's sort of this question of like, is Ma an evil person or is she just, is she a good person who does bad things? Whoa. What about her makes her good though? I'm thinking about like what she's doing for the kids. I'm like, that's not a good thing. not a good thing. (laughs) Or is she. And why is she doing that? Like, what is the end game here? The end game, if the end game is to get revenge on Luke Evans, that is in and of itself. You grab his penis, fine. But other than that, why, well, how do the kids play into that? I'm trying to remember. Can you jog my memory? When they meet at the liquor store. So mom meets these kids at the liquor store because they want someone to buy them liquor. Does she notice the van at that point yes. and realize? Yes. yes. Okay. I don't know what her... I think maybe she's just like... Do you know when you... Maybe you've liked someone or like you... Or I I don't know because I wouldn't even do that. But there are people who like if they've had a crush on someone in the past or they wanted to be somebody's friend, any sort of small thing that could get them to that person is going to spark an interest in them. It's going to spark something and have them be like, oh, oh, yeah, I will do that because they want to be around that person. Yeah. They want to have some sort of some sort of familiarity with them. But then how does that go from being... Her realizing her, she, the, trying to establish proximity to her crush. Mm-hmm. How does it go from that to her having him naked in her bed, contemplating castrating where, him? Like, the real loopholes in this movie are is that they, you know, they show us this when she was in high school. She was tricked into performing oral sex onto a different student who she thought was her crush. Mm-hmm. And then when she came out of that situation, everybody like stood and laughed at her. And they don't do enough to, like, explain the kind of trauma that she went through. I think it's it's obviously there and, like, you can imagine, yeah. but not what she went through. And then maybe I'm getting early into sequel prequel ideas, but I want to know what happened in Ma's life from when she was in high school to when she had a kid that would make her do these sort of things. What was her marriage like? Who's yeah. the baby daddy? And I think that's, that's such a... When you realize she's crazy and you kind of... When you start to place the pieces together, I think the thing that happens is this movie This movie has some interesting plot points, let's say. Let's say mm-hmm. it's interesting that she has a daughter and the men chasm by proxy and all of that. But then you realize she has a daughter. She had an ex-husband. How did this woman land a man? What happened Where's in that... Where's the ex-husband? Where is he? What happened to that? Like, it starts to almost, you have a plot point, and then it leads so many more questions. And instead when of... she has that, that line with Maggie of, like, be careful with men, they'll just use you and leave you, which, like, hints, like, okay, did your husband, like, use you Was it that, you? or was she yeah. referring to Luke Evans? Yeah, or both. And that's the thing, and I think the danger in making a horror movie, or a mystery, or whatever, a thriller, and having your villain not have a coherent origin story mm-hmm. when and this is different than being where the joker in the dark knight is meant to be he's not meant to have an origin story he's meant to kind of be more just like chaos like that's the idea of him 
but this is a woman who's supposed to have threads in a life and things, and, like, we're supposed to be able to understand maybe where she came from. Do you want us to empathize with her, or do you not? Is she supposed to be just, like, a, a cold monster, or are we supposed to see something in her? Like, what is what is the end game? And I, I don't think Tate Taylor even knows. And part of me is like, is it okay that he doesn't give a shit? Because he knows what <sighs> kind of movie he's making? I don't think you're like playing, he's not playing to the genre then. Because like, I, well, as you were describing that, I was thinking of like in the original Halloween, you have Michael Myers, who we like understand, just like we understand what Ma went through in high school. We understand what Michael Myers, the upbringing was, mm. but we don't really know all the details about it until like the sequels. But that, all that detail ruins it. And what Halloween manages to do in that original film is create just a terrifying character that is haunting these people and that yeah. you're worried for their lives for. Ma is upsetting. She's not terrifying. And it's not until like the very end of this movie, until the climax, yeah. that you're like, oh, she's she's batshit crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's some poor planning done there. Well, the other thing I have a problem with is I find the escalation in this is like extreme. This goes from her being kind of inappropriate and doing some weird things to murdering someone on a road. And it's like, it's so quick. It's such... But it's so entertaining. It is. Uh, and don't get me wrong. It is uh, 100% entertaining. It is a great moment because you don't expect yeah. it. But now as a film critic, I'm wondering like, is that okay? Where did that come from? Where did that from? come from? Where did that escalation in character come from? I remember what was the scene right before that. Was it when she went to Maggie's house? I don't know if it was Maggie's house or if it was a flashback where you see something, like, where she was bullying her. Like, I don't oh, know if that where, there was some connection. She just met with Luke Evans at the bar. Yes. And I then, think. like, so he was on to her that she was doing something and, like... Yeah. I think we were heading in that direction, but... She was blinded. She was... Yeah. And for her to kill someone, murder is always such an extreme step. To kill someone and then, pardon my language, call her a cunt. Yes! <laughs> Which, by the way, again... <laughs> a great moment an acceptable use of the word i feel yeah. like though that's like the one time i will let that word fly <laughs> it's it's a great moment and i'm enjoying it, it while i'm watching it but then retrospectively i'm like none of this makes any sense no where did this come yeah. from ma who are you sue ann and someone like Octavia Spencer definitely read this and definitely saw those things. Someone like Tate Taylor definitely read this and definitely saw those things. Is it okay that we don't care? I mean, if it's for entertainment, but then there's no, like, purpose to it. I feel like, so originally it wasn't written for Octavia Spencer. It was, like, written for a white woman yeah. to play. Yeah. And then Octavia Spencer wound up reading it and being like, no, like, I want to do this. And I think she saw that there was an opportunity to just have fun. Yeah. And I think, like, her breakout is the help. That's what people know her yeah. from. But, like, it's actually really fun to watch a lot of older movies and things and, like, be like, hey, that's Octavia yeah, exactly. Spencer. What's she doing there? But people know her as much more of a serious actress. And she so shows so much range in this. Like, there is a soft side to Ma, and like there's that caring, nurture Ma, yeah. if you will. Um, there's the Ma of Ma. Yeah, and then there's that vulnerability that comes from like what she experienced in high school. Yeah. And there's this like deranged lunatic that comes out too. And it's all very convincing and it's all done really well. And I think she saw this as an opportunity to really have fun. And I think maybe 
you know, sometimes with horror movies, the rules don't apply. <sighs> but shouldn't sometimes, the rules always apply? Um, I think rules are meant to be broken. I think you can have a lot of fun when you break the rules. But I think the whole point of the rules is not to put people into boxes, but it's the idea that structure provides freedom. You got real deep there. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? Look, look, when I, when I talk about, when you talk about screenwriting, for instance, screenwriting mm-hmm. is very structured. It's a three-act structure and certain beats have to hit certain pages and all of that. But within yeah. that structure, you have so much freedom. Mm-hmm. It's the same idea here is that we're saying, I'm getting so excited, I'm hitting the mic, sorry. But <laughs> we're saying the same thing here is that like there is meant to be, you look at someone like Hannibal Lecter, for instance, Hannibal Lecter's origin story isn't known. You know he is a cannibal who is in jail for having eaten people mm-hmm. and that he has this super intelligence. Mm-hmm. But that's it. And you know what movie sucks? Hannibal. Hannibal. Because that's when we start to find out the, the details about these people. So can she not just be left to be... And see, it's, it, this is what I'm saying. Shouldn't... It almost would have been a better movie if she was just if this crazy... Yeah. If she was just this crazy black woman who was inviting okay. kids to her house. And I didn't yeah. know that she had been some bullied kid. Are we keeping in the Munchausen by proxy? Yeah. We're, We're keeping, keeping in, in all of it. We're just taking out the flashbacks. Taking out the high school drama. Yeah. Because I don't know then what purpose do we get, that's supposed to serve. How do we get Luke Evans naked on our bed? <laughs> that's the other one. That scene. Oh, my gosh. In the theater. People were uncomfortable? People were excited. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. I feel like Luke this is Evans. the kind of movie that, like, people probably started to watch a movie. And then as the movie progressed and it turned into what it was, the audience just got into it. Yeah, you do. You can't help but kind of fall into that and just be like, okay, like I'm here. Yeah. I'll just stick it out to the end. Yeah. I have a. Nobody left. I had a friend in a film school and she told me, who lo- she was a bigger film geek than I was. And she told me that her best film going experience she ever had, sorry, was mm-hmm. going to a Tyler Perry movie in the middle of Atlanta. I can imagine that. Yeah. And she said it was, <laughs> she said it was an amazing experience. And so this I would love to see a Bollywood film in India. I think that would be really fun. And like a big Bollywood movie. Yeah. Yeah. That would be fun. That would be fun. Yeah. Do you want to give me sequel prequel ideas? Yeah, sure. So my first um is to find out kind of what happened in between high school and present day. Yeah. Like what led Ma to become a vet. It's an interesting choice. Or best Why? <laughs> like, where did that come will. from, too? Because that's that's that caring thing. She wants to care for people. Like, she yeah, is fair. nurturing. She's caring for animals, right? That's the good person that we can kind of see in her. And all the flashbacks show that she was just, like, a shy kid who, like, didn't have very many friends. Mm-hmm. But I want to see what happened after that and who her baby daddy is and what she, Ma was like with an infant child. Like, what weird shit did she do with her kid then? Yeah. Um, to have her kind of... That poor daughter. Yeah, I know. What's her name? I don't remember. It's something really weird. Jeannie. 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 Oh, Jeannie. But then my other idea is not so much a sequel or a prequel, but I kind of would like to see this made as a Bollywood film. Really? Yeah, I think that that would be really interesting, especially for females or for women in bollywood who's playing ma (laughs) and the age thing is it's hard to find actresses who are in that kind of age because a lot of them are just like really young 
I, part of me thinks like someone like Dabu could do it. Dabu or Kajal. Kajal. Kajal, I think, might be too over the top for it. You know what? Ronnie Mukherjee could do it. Oh, Ronnie Mukherjee could do it. Ronnie Mukherjee could do it. That's true. For sure. And that would be really interesting to see. Let's call them up. We're both brown. Yeah. We could totally Ma. make this happen. Ma. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's called Ma. Ma. Before we get to ratings, yes. I want to ask the universe, what uh-huh. the F is Alice and Jenny doing in this movie? <laughs> in a role that is beyond forgettable. I think she is best friends with the director, Tate Taylor. They've worked together a lot, and I think she just always winds up being in all of his movies. This feels like a spectacular waste of that talent. It's it, She does have some good lines, though. I, <laughs> she's come just, on. like, yelling at Sue Ellen. But, like, huh? so, she's so forgettable. It's true. It's a, I don't know. Allison doesn't feel like the type to me to do something. Like, she'll just do stuff to have fun. I think she really just enjoys acting and enjoys her life and her job. Fair. And like, we'll just do stuff. And I get that. And I respect that. I think my thing is, is that this is not a meaty role. It's not a fun role. It's nothing. She has like a couple of fine throwaway lines. But aside from that, she's not really got much going on. Yeah. It's confusing. Uh, I mean, does everything need to be like an Academy Award winning? It doesn't. But an actress who has an Academy Award should not be playing bit parts like this. She didn't have it yet at this but point. But she had her eyes set on it. Did she? That What year did I, um, I, Tanya come out? Itans, 2017. And what year did Ma come out? I don't know. I think Ma came out. Did I Tanya come out 2017? Yeah. It feels a lot shorter than that. Oh, 2019. So this was oh, okay. Academy so Award. Yeah. So now it's... A, it, it, anyways, so many questions, Mita. So many questions. You know what? It's fun to just have... She does that a lot, though. She just, like, pops into movies every now and then. And it's enjoyable. I do, like... Why Why Juliette Lewis? I don't in love general? Juliette Lewis. Yeah, just in general. Yeah. Like, my my first question for Juliette Lewis is... Where is Shelley Miscavige? Can you tell us what is going on there? Because I think she might know something. I think Juliette Lewis in general is such a question mark. Like, I don't, I don't get I've it. never been a fan of hers. She isn't terrible in movies. I did like her in like August Sage County and Natural War Killers was what it was in Cape Fear. But like, otherwise, she's, she's quite forgettable as an actress. Is she good in Cape Fear though? She's not, she's, she, I mean, she has an Oscar nomination to. Back it up, so. I think Winona Ryder could have done the same thing. I mean, she was meant to. Yeah. Was it for Kate Beer? Was she meant to? I think so. Oh. I feel like at the time, Winona Ryder was the tween, teen tween. 91? Yeah. Who knows? We could be making up trivia we, absolutely. here. Absolutely. And instead of making up trivia, why don't you give me a rating? Okay. So, Ma, what is right? I've seen Ma a few times, and I actually, like... I'll be perfectly honest. I didn't give this viewing. Usually I'll like plan out. This is the night I'm going to watch it. These are the snacks I'm going to have. I kind of watched this in the background okay. because I knew the movie fairly well. But I will say that it was really every other time that I've watched it, I've been around other people. Okay. And this was like difficult to watch on my own. I didn't have that same sort of like jovial reaction that I've had in the past. Mm-hmm. And I did just find myself sitting there and being like, what the, f- what is this? Like, what, what am I watching right now? This is a bad movie. But then when I think about my past reactions, that kind of 
that succeeds the feelings I had this time. Like those are, are genuine, genuine reactions that I think are really hard to get out of an audience. Yeah. And so this movie does that very well. It doesn't take itself too seriously. It knows what it's presenting. I think there could be some work in that script. I like your idea of sort of getting rid of that whole backstory idea and having sort of more mysteri- mysteria, more mis- mystery, mystery <laughs> behind the mysteria is like listeria, yeah. but like, <laughs> but you don't know what's coming. More mystery behind the character herself. And so you don't kind of, you're not understanding or maybe even relating to why she might be doing the things she's doing. Yeah. I think it would be a much more scarier character. Do I consider this a horror movie? Not really, but it it is a fun movie to watch at this time of the year. All that being said, at the end of the day, Ma is entertaining. And though it is not the greatest script, I do think that the performances in this are really good. Even the teenage kids, because they are believable for what they are. But Octavia Spencer in this is just, it's something to be seen. Mm. I think it's not what you typically see her doing. And she does this so well. And it shows you that she does have a really wide range um, and that she's capable of so much more than what we know her of. So I'm going to give Ma three stars. Okay. Yeah. I think that's good. Yeah. Ma. Nadim? Ma turn? Ma ya turn. <laughs> All right. What do you say about Ma? <laughs> I don't know. Because Ma is, Ma is an experience. And I think, I'm actually really glad I watched this. I would definitely recommend other people watch it. Going blind, watching a group, all of those things. I think it's a fun film. And this is the ex- an example of a poorly made film that I would highly recommend because the end result is still worth it. Yeah. If someone had been like, this is a really well written film, it's mm-hmm. re- like I would, you know, hold you down and be like, no, 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 no. It's not that. But I can look at this objectively and say, here is a poorly written, well-cast, well-directed film that is insanely entertaining because uh, just how it unravels. But as I'm saying this, I'm wondering if I have the same reaction the second time around. Or because the mystery and the surprises and the unpredictability is gone... Would I have the same feeling? And part of me thinks this might be a one-time watch. A one-and-done? I will say it is fun to watch with other people. Yes, but then what you're watching is their reaction as opposed to the movie. Yeah, that's true. That's fair. That's a fair assessment. I think this might just be like a watch it once and move on from it. I don't think it would hold the test of time. I don't think it would hold your attention beyond the one viewing either. It is Mm -hmm. full of loopholes. It doesn't make sense half the time, but at the end of the day, the elements that are there are done so well, and they're so interesting to watch that you're compelled to keep going. Mm-hmm. It's not an amazing movie, but it is also not a bad film. And I don't know what constitutes this as being an entertaining, like what what weird places, because even average art should have some value to it. I think the value in Ma is what it brings to the audience as opposed to what the movie itself provides. I don't know. I'm in, a, I'm, I'm in kind of two minds about it. Sorry, you were going to say something. I was just going to say that, like, I think the value kind of lies in those surprise moments because they, they are 
they're shock. They're, I don't like the word shocking. They are surprises, and there are, there are some twists in this. So you're like, oh, oh, yeah. okay, that's just happened. Absolutely. What did I just see? And even though you know it's coming, I still enjoyed it. I like. I was. We talked about the scene where she gets run over. I was looking forward to that scene. Yeah, that's true. I was like, when's that coming? I want to see her get hit by a car. <laughs> you know, and I think. That is something that's really hard to pull off and to do successfully, and they do it in this film. Yeah, and the other thing I'll say is that it's a very easily palatable film. This is not like last week's Mother, where like, give yourself some time before, during, and after the viewing to like, get through it, because it's a lot. This is easy to watch, it's easy to understand, there's no pretense about it, it is exactly... It knows exactly what it's trying to be, and largely because Octavia Spencer's performance is not trying to be good it's trying to be it's trying to fit the mold of this movie yeah i think this movie is actually a lot of things lining up and a lot of people knowing exactly what they're trying to sell and again there's a lot of power in that Mm -hmm. and when i think about it and when i think about what i'm going to rate it i think i'm very comfortable with two and a half stars two and a half for ma from nudbeam okay there we go i'm going to be honest this was a bit of a disappointing spooky season it wasn't, I feel like we didn't go the regular route of spooky. Yeah. And last year we went for some real classics. classics yeah. And this year we kind of went around, around, we looked at what does the word spooky mean? What does the word horror mean? Yeah. And we played with that word a little bit and it didn't quite work. No, it didn't quite work. No. But I will be very interested to see what you say about next week's homework. Okay. And H10. And H10, yeah. let's do it. But that is next week. Mita, we're going to have two movies next week. One of them is NH10. I think it's time to find out what the second one is. All right. Is it time? It is. It's time for Different Characters Same World. Okay. So, this is going to be interesting. Uh Uh-huh. We're watching a foreign film. Oh, great. I'm giving you all three characters by the director. All three characters are from movies of the director? Yeah. Okay. No actors in this movie. Yeah. This is just easier. Okay. <laughs> you weirdo. No, okay. it'll make sense. You'll be like, oh, of okay. course. Okay. Okay. So I'm giving you... Yeah. Keller Dover. Okay. Kate Macer. Okay. And I'm giving you... Anthony. And your timer starts now. Is I think Anthony is enemy. Yes. And then Keller Dover, I think, is prisoner. So it's Denis Villeneuve. Mm-hmm. What Denis Villeneuve movie are we watching? Cesario? No, we're not watching Sicar- Sicario. We're not watching Sicario? No. But you would make me watch Sicario. Have you not seen Sicario? <laughs> no, remember I told you I don't like drug movies. Oh, okay. Um <laughs> Uh, okay, let me think about what Denis movies I haven't seen. You're positive I haven't seen it? 25 seconds, yeah. Uh, Zakaria is like the only thing that's coming in my mind because we watched, is it Incendie? It's Incendie! There we go! (laughs) (laughs) We're watching Incendie by my boy, Denis Villeneuve. (laughs) There we go. The reason I'm picking this is because... Dune comes out next week. It does. Yes. So it's going to release in close proximation to when the Dune actually releases. And 
Mita and I will actually be reviewing it before either of us is able to watch Dune, so it'll be a nice prelude into that experience. But two very different movies, I'm assuming. Yeah. And just to <laughs> clarify, Anthony was Jake Gyllenhaal in Enemy, Keller Dover mm-hmm. was uh, Hugh Jackman in Prisoners, and Kate Maser, and this is why you don't know this, is Emily Blunt in Sicario. There we go. Yeah. yeah. So that is for next week. Two very serious movies for you to watch next week, Mita. That's so interesting because for my November movies, they kind of go together. And so I was going to wait until next week to be like, do you want to watch something serious first or do you want to watch something fun first? And now I think I'm going to have to pick something fun. I'll I'll be honest (laughs) because my second November movie is also serious. Okay. Then we'll do something fun for the second week of November. All right. All right. Let's do yeah. it. Yep. But that is coming up next week. Before then, Mita, okay. do you have any parting words for us? I do. I do. I don't know why we got Southern all of a sudden. Go ahead. I don't know. There's probably something wrong with me. Yeah, Mom. Uh, yeah. There is. <laughs> Has there ever been a more appropriate line? Oh, Ma. But yes. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this spooky season, friends. We didn't yeah. talk about this, but we watched... Four mother movies, three mother movies, <laughs> and Jennifer's body. Body. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, we should have had a we should have known. We should have we should have planned it, yeah. Yeah. Thank you Next so much year. for listening, friends. Please like, subscribe, share, and rate and review. And we will see you next week for two movie reviews in NH10 and Insanti. Insanti. Have a lovely week, folks. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Movies to Watch Before the End of the World, sponsored by no one. You can follow us on Instagram at Movies to Watch Pod, on Twitter at Movies the Number Two Watch Pod, on the TikTok at Movies to Watch Pod, or send us an email at Movies to Watch Pod at gmail.com. As always, keep your pants on and don't forget to smell the Kevin Bacon. <laughs>